From daytime class to girls' night sass, the ladies of New York have all the panache. Martinis at the Regency are divine, but a housewife's real goal is to social climb. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Welcome to Housewives Heretics, a show where we disparage everybody on Bravo because we love them that much. That's right, I'm the mouth from the South. This is Josh, and she's a delight and not afraid to fight. This is... Kalindi. Hey. That was everything. Thanks. Welcome to Sunday Service. Oh my God, how are? Yeah, we took over Kanye's face because he's canceled. Bye. It's only taken like 30... How many times has this man been canceled? I mean, really. He's like a zombie. He's like a Hollywood yeah. zombie. I, it's, it's truly like, I just, you know, I know people view him as some sort of genius. Um, I say evil, but other people <laughs> say otherwise. Um, but I do want to know how long it takes one to be officially canceled. Well, I think that it's, there's a lot going on for me with him. So it's really tough because. There's a lot of mental illness there that's unchecked. Yeah, and unchecked, and it's so tough because I feel like if everyone acknowledged that and called it out, like, especially with all, like, the anti-Semitic comments, which obviously fueled the red uh, side, if you Well, he's a part of the red wave. That's the problem. But if you say, like, he's literally in the middle of a bipolar episode, no one give him any credit, like, you look stupid for inviting him on your network. But instead, they everyone just tries to act like, oh, okay, it's just Kanye. Mm. And then people invite him to, like, speak at these events. And it's like, he's in a full-on episode. And by your network, you mean Fox News? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I think the problem is, is that we had a president that was in the middle of a term in which he was having a bipolar episode the whole time. So I think we've normalized yeah. that illness. I think it's that's just... the problem. We've normalized the illness. <laughs> Except for Britney Spears, who was in a 13-year conservatorship. But the, exactly. Gets that's... what he wants. Exactly. That's what I, so that's what I said. There's a lot going on. So there, there's a lot there's... of white people that can say terrible things that don't get canceled and he gets canceled. But on the, the oh, reverse side, he's right. still without a conservatorship as a man running free as a, well, formerly billionaire before Adidas pulled their uh, partnership finally. But Brittany can shave her head once and then you can't let her have freedom for over half her life. Yeah, I agree. I would like when people do these estimations of what people are worth for people not to put on like potential. Yeah, that's not that's not real. That's not what you're worth. Like, I I mean, what if we just added my potential earnings? I think a lot of myself. And so I'd be pretty far up there. I mean, it's like credit scores. They're made up. All of it's made up. What are you talking about? If it's not in your bank or something that you own. Right? No. How do you become not a billionaire because you just lost all those deals? Yeah. Because if, if you were a billionaire, you'd have the cash in hand and they would have been contracts that couldn't have been canceled. Exactly. Yep. Anyways. Whatever. Speaking of narcissistic billionaires, <laughs> we're talking about Bethany this week. Oh, and man, have I started to turn on her. But we'll get to that later. But I do love her now. In the current 2009 era in which we're exhibiting. Yes. Uh, in her stardom. But let's get ready for some hard hitting news. What's going on? Denise Richardson, Denise Richards' vehicle was hit with a bullet as her and her husband were driving in South Los Angeles on Monday. She and her husband were driving to Popsicle Studio, um, a branch of Ice Cream Island, 
in LA. It's always at Popsicle Studio. <laughs> where oh, she's filming an upcoming project. And her husband, Aaron, noticed a golden maroon van was following them. And kept make, he kept making rights because he was trying to lose them. But the guy got pissed because he thought that Aaron cut him off. So they rolled Which down I'm their sure windows. He oh, he definitely did. And so he rolled down his window and he was screaming at him and quote unquote went off on them. And Aaron apologized, but the man continued to yell at them and Aaron drove off. And once they got to the studio, they realized they shot the back of their truck. Which is insane. Yeah. Which is insane. However, also Aaron is unwell. So exactly. you know, you know. I always tell Matt, because Matt has bad road rage. Um, not like that he would shoot someone, but I'm afraid he's gonna get shot. You know, like when yeah. you keep at someone. Yeah, no. Like I'm like, don't be don't think I'm always like, away. it's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. Me too. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, we'll be fine. They just, <laughs> no, I... they just put us in the shoulder. It's okay. Just just get back on the road. It's fine. We're alive. It's probably just a teenager learning to drive, and it's really like an eighty-five-year-old. Let them go. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, I agree. It's a volatile world, and people are ready to snap at any time. And everybody's got a gun, so be careful. There are more. Are there more guns in the U.S. than people? Well, and I'm sure they were probably like on the verge of Orange County because you know all those women live like she used to live in Malibu. I don't know. Lock and loaded. Yeah, they. It was. It was a. It was a minivan, and it was Peggy's. (laughs) We can confirm she was going to see Lizzie Gretchen. Gretchen, Christine. I'd like to see what Gretchen's real face looks like without any filters. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. She's so filtered that I feel like she is. Mad Madam Mim from The Sword in the Stone. Like, I don't even know what she could look like anymore. It's shocking. She doesn't even have features. No. And her face does look exactly the same as it did 30 years ago. Yeah, you look... I don't understand it. It's very confusing. It, it is confusing. Um, I, I, I have Probably. Actually, it's not confusing. She still was Slade. Slade b- bullied Vicky so much that she got extensive plastic surgery multiple <laughs> times. So Gretchen's That's true. living with that and filtering off her nose instead of having it surgically altered. Are they still living off Gretchen Christine Butte money? <laughs> I think so. Like, or Jeff money. Uh, I just would love... Oh, he only gave her a million dollars. Well, they're still living in the same house. <laughs> That's true. Gretchen Christine Butte must have done better than we thought. Maybe. I mean, it could still be thriving. It could still be thriving. We don't know. Um, And let's get ready for some real-time revelations. So right now we're on Potomac. I think we end with Potomac, so we end with something good. Okay, Um, so you want to start with Away in a manger No crib for his head (laughs) Um, No crib for his bed. I always thought it was head too. Wait, okay. And that's what I did want to say that I know a different version, I feel like. I do too. I was like, because at first I was like, does she know she's singing the wrong words? (laughs) And then I was like, wait, am I singing the wrong words? That's what I thought. Okay, so you sing yours. I said, away in an age, you're no crib for his head. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. I guess it is. Yeah, that's right. And then the stars in the heaven looked down. Wait, no. It's the stars in the sky looked down where he lay. And little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Right? That sounded right to me. That's not what she sings. 
That's and not it, what she says. Even the tune she sings, because she sings it like, away. And I always sing like, away. But I'm like, maybe she's an alto. <laughs> so that's why she's she, like, away. I love that. She's clearly an alto. Yes. Clearly. I she's had... I've been thinking about this so much, Josh, lately that I'm like, I'm going to have to make Josh sing his version. <laughs> I made Matt sing me his. And he, he's like, I don't even know. I haven't seen this song for years. I and don't I was like, remember there that. ever being no no crib for his bed. I always remember it being for his head. Yeah. And then at the end, she says, no crying he made. And I don't Yeah, I it. never heard that either. Now, I do have to say, I mean, the Mormon church has its own hymnals. Yeah. And so I can't... I listened to a lot of Christmas music going up, growing up. So I'm convinced that when I sang that song in church, I would never have read it from the book. So that could be what it says. To be no, honest. it definitely doesn't because I own hymns because, you know, my grandpa. Has no, no. Hymns. I mean, in the Mormon hymnal. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because I grew up Mormon. So like, yeah. I don't remember it being different, but I was probably just singing it wrong because yeah. I wasn't actually reading the book because I just knew all the words. You know what I mean? It would be hard. The Christmas, the Christmas hymns were the ones that I knew. And like, they really start Christmas hymns early. And you, when it's Christmas time, like we would sing like 10 hymns a service. Um, It was just like, (laughs) they're like, get on the piano. And it was like little Richard over there. We were just fucking singing hymns and going crazy and drinking the water and the bread. And it was his body, his blood, his fucking service and we were just having a good time it was my favorite time of the year you know and so definitely I was, I was just singing rock and robin and really feeling my oats um so who knows what they really say yeah um, but i'm not convinced that either well it couldn't be the jewish version she was jewish by birth and then um, mormon by choice couldn't be the jewish version they don't believe in jesus i think so, she maybe didn't know the words and like improvised but it's but the, nobody said anything you know what I mean? they all must have thought those were the words because somebody would have given a shady ass. You know, Heather would have said something in the confessional. Um, yeah, I just feel like somebody would have said something. And I also haven't seen it, like, go viral. Where somebody is like, how did Lisa Barlow not know the words? Yeah, everyone's just saying, like, wow, she's so amazing. Why didn't she get a Grammy? And I'm like, wow. Her little t- her little uh, Instagram where she pulls out that huge microphone oh, is I better than this love. entire week's. Like, what kind of microphone is that? I it's don't a know, microphone please, stand. Can I have that for Christmas? <laughs> um, it's better than this entire week's episode. It feels like this season, I don't understand why we're still talking about the same things we were talking about six episodes ago. There's too small of a cast. And I do think that we need Mary M. Cosby to be there just to like, you know, bully people a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm I'm a little drained by I think we're gonna have we're getting to the point where like Lisa Heather, we gotta agree to disagree. We and Whitney and Heather, we've gotta agree to disagree because like nobody's conceding. It's really not that big of a deal. And I think that people don't listen to what Heather says all the time. What Heather was saying to Whitney wasn't necessarily that that wasn't said. She was like, I just wasn't going to say that on camera. That's pretty much what she said. Yeah. She was like, I wasn't willing to bring that out on camera. And I kind of respect and understand that. Um, But I do understand why Whitney would be pissed. But I just think that Whitney's just so dumb and caught up in this weird. It's very, she confuses herself. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say. The stories are flying. Yeah. Heather and Lisa both kind of communicate like that. And a lot of housewives, I feel, 
communicate like that and code like Kathy Hilton. Right. Uh, but I think that Whitney, Whitney can't catch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's smart enough to get it. So she's like, you're lying. Yeah. I don't think that she understands that she's A, on a reality show. A, B, I don't, I do think that like, I don't think that she understands that she's the bad person in half of this too. Like she's been stirring it all. I don't know. It's all very confusing what they do understand. Jen Shaw has truly been a star this season and it is sad that we will miss her in prison. She deserves to go. I'm not sad for her, but she's really shining. Like I wish she would have had a conviction the whole time. She's easy breezy cover girl. And I, um, I, uh, you know, this whole, the boys being alone together, didn't love that. That was weird. I I don't understand why we we're trying to still make husbands stars Husband. if they're not. Yeah, like, and I'm really tired of seeing Meredith Smart's husband. I'm and really tired of his seeing face changes bath. a lot. Yeah. Huh? Why are we, why is she always in the damn bathtub? Why is she always in the bathtub? I think she took that as her calling card, that people love that, but we really Did just they love, love that? Because I thought it was dumb. It was so weird. Um, also, there wasn't enough food for the 10 people that were there. I was very concerned by the amount of food that the chef cooked for them. I was like, one pan of mac and cheese for eight people? What are you talking about? A like, sin. it was, it looked delicious, but, you know. And then I don't understand why they can't be more like the Jersey Boys. Um, I, I don't understand why Seth and, I understand what Lisa said and how that would affect Seth. Because it was about him. Um, I don't know what people expect people to do. Like, what do you want John Barlow to do? Yeah. Do you want him to say, like, my wife is a dirty whore and she lied to you? So, like, whatever. Like, I just th- don't understand why they think that, like, somebody's going to throw their spouse under the bus. Ever. You, it doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong. He did the right thing. He should yeah. have his wife's back. And so, like, if that's a deal breaker for you, then maybe you guys just can't be friends. And that's fine. Yeah. But like, well, let's not pretend like we're going to have a conversation where you're just going to be like, hey, you think your wife was a pretty shitty person, right? Like, no, I don't. No. And if I did, no. I'm not going to tell you. And she'll, she'll kill me. And I already have a script I'm supposed to follow. Exactly. Can't go off script here. <laughs> I can't, this is not you, can you imagine studio? what's going to happen to me if I go off script? Did she see this? <sighs> she has a literal line to my mic pack at home right now, listening to everything I'm saying. <laughs> I have a dog collar around my ball sack. Like, come on. <laughs> But John Barlow shines in an interview space for me because you can kind of see him alone and he kind of like goes. But like in person, he's very, very like cream paint. Cream paint. Yeah. Like I do find him to be a little terrified of doing something wrong. Yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, Oh, and now into the true stars, the ladies of Potomac. Um, What the fuck is happening to Robin's hair? (laughs) Okay, so Robin's hair is changing every episode but not like in a way where is it a, it's it's her hair yeah um did it grow this week is it longer and where are, are the there extensions yeah where are the, blonde, the, well, the, the blonde, blonde seems to be in a different place every week 
Yeah, it's very, it's very bad for me. I think she should get a restraining order from this hairdresser because this is assault. I'm concerned. No wonder um, she's so yeah. mad. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. She's got a lot to be pissed about. <laughs> she does have a lot to be pissed about. I'd like to quote somebody who I had questioned whether they deserve to be a housewife this season, even though I enjoyed them last season. Our patron Saint Mia, and when she said, we did everything on the beach in Miami, except for pussy pop on a handstand, but we wanted to. <laughs> My favorite part was, not only did she say that, while everyone was watching, and I think they were insinuating that they're allowed to have sex with other people while they're down in Miami. I didn't really understand exactly what was going on there. I don't understand not wearing shoes in a strip club, so I don't understand Mia. And but we hate I, shoes. I do love that they did everything but pussy popping a handstand. But I want to know why you wanted to and didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like if you wanted to, it seemed like you were probably already, you know, I don't know Miami laws. It could be legal to pussy pop in a handstand down there. Who knows? You never know. Um, you never know. <laughs> I'm finding, um, I am finding me entertaining to me because she's one of those people that I do i like to watch her like i like her in the interviews i like how she moves her hands i like how i don't think she's very smart for me she's a sense of comic relief because i just don't think that she understands i like how she's like uh-huh mm -hmm. um i just kind of like her as um the greek chorus for me like there's always a place for me to land with mia and I don't have to agree or disagree. And it's just not serious. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's really easy breezy for me with her. That's how I feel. Okay. Yeah, I do. I, I for something, uh, there's something about her, even her faking cancer is just like, you know what? Kim Zosia. For, it's like it, Kim Zosia. You it, don't get mad it, at her. It, you know what? I just, I blow right by it. I'm like, whatever. She had leukemia last week. Now <laughs> she's over it. Get over it. Like, John Hopkins said it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just over it easy. Nothing to me I take seriously with Mia. Like, she's a businesswoman. She she handles brochures. Like, yeah. it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. Um, I'm, And it is interesting that her businesses have all been taken away from her because I wasn't convinced that they were running any businesses. Cause I don't really see her and G as people that run businesses. As business moguls. Uh, yeah. They, they, they're consultants and they've been robbed. And so they got another season. Lots of people getting robbed in Potomac. Robin was robbed. I do think that Robin, now that she's got more money, has a lot better energy this season. She's coming into her shining star Eeyore, Eeyore moment where I just feel her, I feel with her, her more hair. fun, yes, with her ticker. But you know, she started. She started going to Giselle's hair person, probably Ugh, from probably, season one. <laughs> from season one, who broke in. I am enjoying seeing Charisse. I did think. I I do think that two women should not have to share a bed if they don't want to. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Especially, they're not close. Like right. Um, so Robin. I did think that she, that she should have just either, we should have just not invited one of the friends that came along yeah. um, or, you know, you get a bigger house. I don't care if we got a discount on this one or not. If there's not enough bedrooms, there's not a fucking enough bedrooms. I don't understand why that's always an issue or go to a hotel and get everyone a room. 
Right. And that's what I also thought is that it could have been nice if you had this house, which is kind of outside of the, the beach area, but it had its own, like, it, the house was very nice. I was kind of confused why people were downing it so much. It seemed very nice. But I also thought, like, then we could have just got a beach hotel where you send half the girls. You know what I mean? And kind yeah. of just split it up. Split it up and then a beach hotel and then you can go over there. And then you can come over here at night and we can have our shenanigans and then we can go to back into the city. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. like a two locale where you kind of split up because you kind of then get those two living room actions and all that stuff. It's kind of fun, especially when you have 10 people. It's nice to have them like five and five sometimes. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, 10 is a lot. Um, I do kind of enjoy when they do this friend stuff. And because we, we do need, that's what we're missing in Salt Lake City. We need more than five people. It just doesn't really work because you can't have that much going on with five people. You just can't. Yeah. What do you think? Did you, this was, I think we're leaning up until we get to the Karen stuff. Um, I don't really, I think felt like this was kind of a feeder episode. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I still love Potomac. I still enjoy it more than any other franchise as far as modern uh, housewives go. But yeah, it was just a fluff episode. That's what yeah. they have to throw them in there when they have 74 episodes a season. So whatever. Yeah, 525,600. And, and I have never been more in love with Candace. Oh, I love I, that for you. I and have... her Casper meets Wendy outfit in her confessional look. Oh my God. It's it's giving me everything that I need. Like I'm just ready for her to snatch me. Like I want to put on her wig so she can snatch it off of me. Now I want her to insult my mama. Like I'm ready because for me now she's making more sense. And maybe I just sometimes when I have to take time to turn on people, but like when she came for Giselle, not Giselle, Ashley, when she came for Ashley, it was warranted. Like yeah. what Ashley did, I understood. It didn't feel like, before I always felt like she was going so hard for nothing. Now I feel like there's a reason for you to go hard. Like, you and know what I mean? they took like, her there. Right. I just feel like there's a little bit more of a maturity in her fighting. I and agree. She's, and she's showing restraint and she's fighting. She's always... I mean, I have to say, Candace might be one of the smartest housewives of all time. I there it is. And the prettiest. She's gorgeous. She is. I. It takes such an intelligence to be in such a spiral in rage to be as like fucking brilliant Present. as she is. Yes. Well, she speaks so. I cannot bring out like fucking ten star vocabulary words when oh I'm insulting God. somebody because Seriously. I'm in a fucking wine range. I can't. I can't it's speak like an that ACT way. Test. Yes. Like it's it's. She is so fucking smart. It's astonishing. Um, and now she's using that more to read people down. Um, and that's what I like. Like show them that like you can fucking own them, but appropriate. And like, and I think she's, you know, she had a lot of issues and I think she's kind of working through those mommy issues and all that yeah. stuff and things are, she's helped, she's doing better with her triggers. That's yeah, what I agree. think. Yeah. And I do think that there was some friendship there and fucking Ashley, I'm disappointed in her. I, I didn't, I, I, you know, she has those, those glimpses and I'm just disappointed in Giselle too. I don't get this whole thing with Giselle and Chris. It has me insane I do think Ashley has given her time and credence to like have the conversation and she's made Giselle look like an idiot. She really has. She's like, so you, he asked to get out. You asked him to leave. He left. Like he did everything right. Yeah. And I do think that there is something wrong 
with painting yourself as a victim when you went through all the steps and then that man did everything he was supposed to do. How could he do something right in that situation? Absolutely. He was going to lose in any way. Yeah. When you're, when you're out to get him like that. And especially because. For what was, reason too? He yeah, cooked for you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. You have established a level of comfort. When you're in someone's home, when you hang out on, off camera, when they cook for you, you can be in a room with them alone. If I was, if I was ever on a show like this and I was with friends, I would be immediately canceled if somebody acted like Giselle. I am always, you know what I mean? Like I, I have, if I know you well enough that I've been in your home, you cook for me, we've been on vacations, we've been wasted together. For me, if like, I, I don't know if I have boundaries enough, if that would well, bother you, I, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, I think everyone's really different because we're really cuddly friends. Yes. Like, I, and I'm, I'm usually that way. Like, I, I just am that person. Yeah, me friends. too. That's because like, of, that's why I have few friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, when you're friend. in, you're in. You know? Yeah. Like, we either don't want you to look at us. Right. And, like, why are you even... I'm in the middle of a story. Why are you talking to me? Right. Or, like, I want to hold your hand. Like... I want to hold you. your yeah. hand. Like, let's take a nap. Let's cuddle. Let's hold hands. Let's yeah. Eat. Let's do everything together like yeah I, I was watching the middle today and there was an episode and i know i just got on it it's old it's been canceled i very love funny. that show very funny but yeah. um the mom was like um skipping's fun and i was like i love to hold hands and skip with my friends I was, like, I was like skipping is fun it's a great workout which should bring skipping back it's great i love sk i skip with lua all the time and i always say skip 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 to my lua that's so funny i love that so yeah. sweet Oh my it's God, you should get her a skip it that says that. I will. Another great workout, skip it. An, anchor be an ankle beater. An ankle beater. They're, they're not as good as they used to be. I've been looking for a vintage skip it because they don't have the counters on them. They're kind of lighter. I But I also thought maybe they're just not made for full grown men. I was like, why is this so small? <laughs> oh my God, my, oh my ankles God. have swollen. Oh my gosh, let's have a Housewives Heretic skip it. <laughs> Um, I really would love to do 90 Housewives Heretics, Heretics 90s aerobics classes. I want to yeah. bop it. I want to skip it. I want to, I want to, I want to get aerobics out of here because it's our space. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, let's get ready to sit back. And then I feel like we're kind of in a lull right now with Bravo shows. There's not really much going on. Mm -hmm. We're good. Just those two. Okay. Um, let's get ready to sit back, relax, and go back to February 15th, uh, 2009. What were we listening to? My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Brienne. Oh, Kelly Brienne. Do you think we'll ever get a good album from her um, again? No, I don't think she has time to do albums now that she has her own talk show where she's the only performer of other people's songs, which I can appreciate because I feel what, like that I, would be I absolutely love covers. And it's, I like, I love when Miley Doug, I think Ariana Grande should do a covers album. I just don't know who picks the covers for them. Yeah. Kelly Brienne doesn't do enough of the covers I want her to do. And I do think that they may be, they're challenging songs, but I, uh, and she's a great sick song Swiss. Um, I just think, you know, we could take requests, Kelly. I think we could do total TRL. Bring TRL back. Okay, can we back. host? I would love to. I would die. Oh my gosh, especially on spring break week when they do say what karaoke? <gasps> I, there is nothing. And this is how, this is how people, this, I, and, oh my God, I just was flushed 
with A, Mountain Dew and vodka that I'm drinking. B, what I would have drank on spring break vacation at MTV. <laughs> I remember sneaking to watch MTV to watch the spring break week on TRL and just thinking, which was just, I mean, honestly, I'm like 14, don't even really know that these people are just fucking wasted, covered in whipped cream, fucking each other. But I'm like, there's nothing I want to do more when I'm an adult than go to, to MTV vacation. And I wanted to be on the real world so bad. There's nothing I wanted to do more than be on the real world. What did you want to get to say in the title? Oh, in the confessional? No, like, you know how they take turns. This is is a true story. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to start out. I either wanted to be the beginning or the absolutely end. And get real. Or this start getting real. Start getting real, yes. Seven strangers picked to live in a birth together. And I remember as I was getting older and the show was kind of dying, I was, like, literally mourning out loud that I, by the time I was old enough, that the show... You couldn't do it. It, that I it wasn't it had kind of morphed into something I didn't want to be a part of right it wasn't the same I wanted to say when people stop being polite and start getting real yes oh my God, we could have gone together we, we should have gone I always said that like I always wanted to go on one of those shows and we should do it now I mean I guess they do research but back then at the beginning they wouldn't do as much research where you could have a friend that lived in another state and you go on like survivor and pretend like you don't know each other at all and yeah. then you come together and in the confessionals. Oh, so good. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, okay. And then in the box office, we were watching Friday the 13th and on TV, Smallville. Um, what was in the headlines? Many of the nation's largest banks are too sick to cure. And the only way to clean up their balance sheet saddled with as much as 10 trillion in ta- toxic assets is through nationalization, a growing number of economists says. This drastic step, so far being resisted by the Obama administration, could wipe out shareholders and cause pain in the short run, but spark the quickest rebound, the economist said in the New York Post. Wow. I don't even know what any of that means. Me neither, but I feel like it's happening again right now. So (laughs) here we go, uh, 10 years later. Um, Alexa, explain nationalization. (laughs) Please tell me what nationalization is because it seems like that should have happened way before 2009. (laughs) I don't know. Um, uh, In the fashion, we were wearing oversized hoop earrings and low-rise jeans. I didn't know low-rises. I mean, I guess this was 2009 would have been apple-bottom jeans and boots with the fur. Mm -hmm. So they were very low-rise, yes. Very. Yes, we they were uh, labia huggers. Uh, and then we go <laughs> to the celeb news. On February 8th, 2009, singer Chris Brown assaulted his girlfriend Rihanna. I shouldn't say that. So <gasps> assaulted his girlfriend Rihanna, um, leaving her with extensive facial injuries later that day. Brown handled uh, handed himself into authorities. Um, <gasps> I remember. That was so awful. So awful. Um, shocking like still shocking flabbergasted like flabbergasted genuinely still still shocking and this is 2009 because rihanna is 33 i think 34 maybe just turned 34 so she was so young too Mm -hmm. she was so and they were both very young but she was just so young crazy 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 to think that that's a thing and uh it is crazy to think that Chris Brown is kind of still a thing. I think that yeah. is thankfully to Rihanna who had the option to destroy him and chose to do what she felt was right. 
Well, and she's still winning because she, Oh yeah, absolutely. A billionaire. Yeah. And looks And she deserves it. One of the gorgeous most gorgeous women in the world. Also like one of those low-key people that seems just to like really enjoy her life and yes. live her life. And I doesn't love that. and doesn't abuse like she's just she's a true celebrity. Because, like, she just doesn't need what she gets. She just does what makes her happy. Yeah, and she's so talented. She's just so Not, pretty. She is so talented. Beyond gorgeous. I mean, she just has one of those, and, like, most perfect faces. Like, oh, my God, that you can't even... And she's so low-key. Like, you, I forget, unless I get, like, in a Rihanna rut, I always say I'm always sleeping on Rihanna. Because I forget, like, how many fucking hits she has. Yeah. It's crazy. And she's so good at acting, too, because she's so in eight, Ocean's 8. I was like, why are they putting Rihanna in it? And then I watched it, and I was like, damn, she's wonderful. Especially to be surrounded by Annie Hathaway. and Yeah, like Oscar-winning, yes, like the best yeah. of the best. I know. she. Uh, she's great. This is a re-re podcast? This is a re-re podcast, and I do think that I might get... I'm trying to find Christmas jammies, but I don't... I get too hot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I suffer with like, I want a short pajama, but I kind of want a long pajama. So I think I'm going to go with Riri's like kind of semi sheer pajamas. Love it. But I like a short pajama too. I just, I, I love I, a short. I, like I, a short I don't like my legs. Sleeve. I like my legs to not be contained. You know, oh, we, we have great legs. We have great legs. Them? We got, yeah. Calves for days, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Calves for days and the ass of an angel. That's what they always say about me. Uh, whoop. Whoop. And get, let's get ready. I, you know, I have to say, I was like, wow, I rewatched New York a lot, but I haven't rewatched season two in a long time. Then I put on this first episode and I think I might've watched this shit two months ago. I mean, it came, I knew everything that was happening. I was like, oh yeah, I just really recently watched this. Uh, I don't think I watched this whole season though. I think I just yeah. one day watched like the first two episodes of the season. Um, let's get ready because this is... This beginning scene is classic housewives in the sense where I had to write down almost everything mm-hmm. because every word out of Jill Zarin's fucking mouth, all these people talking about Jill Zarin. If Jill Zarin wasn't there, I don't know if Bethany would have had the material to become the star that she was. Because Absolutely. Jill Zarin is the mouth from the South, like me, and she just can't stop talking. And she talks this whole fucking episode. The whole, <laughs> like the whole that's all it is. It's a soliloquy of Jill. It's a jilliloquy. It's a jilliloquy. Yes. Swearing and sharing with Jill Zarin and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode is called There's a New Girl in Town. And uh-huh. All the taglines are the same. All the taglines are the same from season one to season three. And so they don't get new ones to the fourth, except right, for obviously. Ex- ex- yeah. So I didn't, I mean, I guess we could reread them all, but the, I, I, um, you know, you know, Kelly comes in. And I have to say this first episode has very little charisma. Yeah. Like, like very, she has a weird persona. <laughs> yeah, she's, ooh. how old is she? I, I, anyways, let's, let's get to 40. Um, yes. I, 40, oh, for, right? Early 40s. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because sense. don't you remember, I can't remember if it's this season or the next season when she gets Playboy and she's like, it's crazy that someone over 40 Right, I think she's like 41 next year. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what year it is. Um her segments are all are are imprinted. She has we'll get into it in a minute. Her palpable crazy. She has a yes. palpable crazy that literally 
shakes me to the bone outside the screen. Like I can't imagine being around her. I, I wonder, does she, does she think she reminds you of someone in your life? Because I feel the same way about her, no matter what scene it is. There's something what... about her eyes. There's something about her movements. There's something about how she talks. She must. You know what? It tears, it tears do we know the same person? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. We need to brainstorm off, off the uh, record. because I There's I something the unhinged about her. To the bone. is... Like actually, like honestly, I almost have the chills right now thinking. Maybe about that's it. a. <laughs> like, I'm, it's it's it really shocking. It really affects me. Maybe it's because we met Kelly on TV in our formidable years. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to really brainstorm. I actually, I might have to go back to my therapist for some repressed memory sessions. Who knows? I might have. I might have blocked this woman out. Yeah. Um, okay. So we start off, I don't think we need to read the headlines. And Kelly's is, I've created a great life and I love living it. We yes. all remember these headlines. We all New York City and, is my And you'll remember them because they're still next year. Yeah. Oh, they're third season too? Yes. One, okay. two, and three. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, it is, so 2008 was that season two of OC, right? Mm -hmm. And that would have been season one of New York. New York yeah. is the first where we really see a group dynamic. This isn't about their families really at all. This is really about them. Parties. It's season two about them as a group of friends. Yeah. It's where you see what turns into modern housewives. And you'll start to see that a little bit in season three of OC, but you definitely see it, see it in season two of Atlanta and New Jersey. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And I bet Atlanta probably inspired that more than New York did, honestly. Season one of Atlanta was very much a group ensemble cast event. Yes. Um, okay, so we open with Bethany and Jill. They're there um, at the at Jill's fabulous Hampton house. I forget. Yeah. Like that estate is just delicious. It's um, stunning. And this is a conversation where I could have printed it out and we should have just performed it. Yeah, I literally it, Googled tra uh, Housewives transcripts so we could perform it, but I couldn't find it. Wait, them. should we start a business? Where oh we my gosh, please. Wait, let's transcribe every scene. Oh my I'm god, we really need totally to. Totally down. We can, we actually, we don't even need to sell it. Let's just put advertisements on our fucking website. <laughs> um, we're going to start a blog. We're going to get all the housewives to start writing on it. Okay, yes. I'm down. We're, we're going to be brainstorming. Um, so we, uh, wait, I've got a great idea. No, get, get with us. Because get with us in our, our, what if we wrote Bravo blogs every week in the <gasps> voice of our favorite housewife for that franchise? Or, I mean, I love that. Or we could write it as ourselves experiencing it. Like we were there. Okay. I, I kind of like the bringing back a blogosphere. Okay. Well, th we'll get back to you guys. Because I guess that's kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> but, we're, but we're not doing it for the mod or what's going on every week now. Okay. Yeah. So we open with Bethany and Jill. And, they, and then Bethany goes, did you talk to Cindy Adams? <laughs> did you talk to Cindy Adams? And I'm like, show me Cindy Adams. I Where need to see Cindy? the phone. Where is Cindy Adams? Get her on the phone. Get her on the ringer. Uh, New York and Jill goes, New York Magazine came out last week. And they hit me. So I hit them back. It is just, this scene is imprinted in my brain. It is what makes Jill iconic. And for all those people that say that Jill is thirsty, she absolutely is. I actually should converse the term hungry. Um, but she's not <laughs> thirsty. She's hungry. She doesn't drink booze. And that makes her even more of a star. She is sober throughout all of this. Well, she's with sloshed Luann. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, which, okay, sorry. 
And they hit me, so I hit him back. So, and the way that they hit her is yes. Simon said in a New York Post uh, article, I know how to read people like Jill. She's from Long Island, and it shows. Period. And I do have to remind people that I don't think that um, we met Angelina from Staten Island yet. So, like, saying one of the <laughs> islands wasn't as insulting as it would have been later in life. <laughs> um, and I do understand Jill. Jill is so exciting to me because when I talk about like, she reminds me of the Staten, new, the Long Island version of like my aunts. Like almost has too much time on her hands and gossip is your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is very And not even just her. her job, her purpose. Her purpose, her drive. She is, she's my aunt TT who calls me and she goes, Joshy, are there police at the post office right now? And I literally live like a town away from her. And I'm like, uh, yeah, doesn't say hello. Doesn't say a word. Just says, Joshy. And then I go, yeah, there are. And then you hear no word, just a click. Click. <laughs> she's got 15 other people to call. Yeah. She's like, she was been, just confirming. She she's was been verifying listening to the police scanner. That they were there. And I'm like, love ya. Already hung up. Just to okay. dial. <laughs> yeah. She's got information and she's got to relay it to the whole tri-state area. Um, we so, should get TT an intercom, like a bullhorn <laughs> that goes throughout Braxton County. Yes. That just so she can spread her news faster, baby. Yeah. Every time I go to her house, I love when I sit down and she forgets that it's on. And then she goes, gosh, dang it, God, turn this down. Because <laughs> I'm like, we live in like literally a populace of 2,000 people. I'm confused why, how much action. You know, she was calling to see what was going on because if there's a police car, Yep. There's probably meth involved. Um, and then, so she's, and I understood Jill. I do know that Simon probably didn't say that. I don't know. How do you think Simon said it? Do you think that was malicious? Um, I don't think it was. I think what she said was worse. Right, absolutely. What, uh, what Simon said was snide and snarky, but not necessarily a dagger. But I do think that it could, I kind of got him in the sense where like, you could have been like, like, I love this big personality. Yeah, she's from Long so Island. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it shows. It, like, it shows. Like, yeah. she's got this personality. She's, like, talking. She's gossiping. That Like, we're having a good time. I, I, I thought that is something that could have been innocuous, but I also do understand why it could have been taken as offensive. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, and then, then she said... First of all, he drinks too much. No, she said, I do not speak to those two. Oh, I don't speak to those two. First and she said, all, that's not true. I didn't much. say that. <laughs> I did not say that at all. And then first of all, he drinks too much. And she said, uh, I did say that. I did say that. And, and I think I'm on her side. I do think that if I had just went to a party, I've fallen down a mini party. <laughs> um, not from being too drunk, just for being drunk and dropping it too low for too long. Mm. But I don't do it three times you know once you fall once i feel like you're usually more aware i i would have to see what the fall entailed like there's different kind of falling when you're and alex are you falling say, over drunk yeah alex does say later that everyone was very drunk at that party and that's what i always say isn't fair because uh, we like you said jill doesn't drink and so everyone looks a lot drunker when you are sober oh, i don't know how she does it yeah, not saying that Simon wasn't completely pissed, but, you know, he could have still been just having a good time, not blackout, just like a verge of sloppy. Well, 
but you know with sober eyes and is he falling down like there's a are you saying he's falling down like you know, sometimes you hit your hip on the wall. Like, yeah. you're, you, you know. <laughs> was it a stumble? <laughs> was it a full fall? Is he falling? I need to know the kind of falls. Because, like, three times, if he's, like, literally falling down three times one night, bad. then that he's is too bad. drunk. Yeah. But like he, someone needs to carry did his carry, favorite carry song come on? Did he drop it too low once? Then did like somebody jump out of nowhere and then he like hit the wall? You know, it I was at a Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening? What are the circumstances of these falls? Um, and then I'll be able to judge a little bit more. Cindy Adams, can you get all <laughs> Cindy Adams. Honestly, I, I think we should try to get Cindy Adams on the horn. Um, <laughs> let's get her over here. The froghorn leg horn. <laughs> Cindy Adams on the line. Uh, she'd be like, Cindy Adams, how do you fall? Click. <laughs> She's like, I've had your phone tap for months. Um, and then, uh, and then, so there, so we're kind of getting in that duality of screens where you've got the duo of the Van Helsings over here in their basement apartment with Chuck Nathan was watching and he goes, why are there rocks in their house? And I was like, because they live in a bunker. They're renovating to that fucking vampire cave upstairs. Unbreakable. He's not, really? I always watch this when he's asleep and watches so much. So it's not shocking to me anymore. And I was like, don't you remember that they're living in a weird renovation for you? He goes, you know, I think it would be very plausible if for 20 years from now, somebody found skeletons in their, under their floors. And I was like, why do you think they left America and never came yeah, back? Exactly. There's something that happened. Like, um, So they're, they're talking. So Alex, okay, it's so hard. You have to watch the scene because it's so iconic. Alex gets up and she acts like she never reads the, ma- the magazines. She was like, I heard there was something about me in the New York Post. So I had to go buy one because, you know, we're not regular readers of the New York Post. We read more of the Communist Manifesto. We love the <laughs> Iliad. We just love the The classic. art of war that we uh, borrowed from yes. Camille Grammer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very Machiavellian, those things that we read. Um, I hate to be pernicious, but I am, okay, bitch? Um, so she she stumbles on down then her and simon read what's going on and then at the same time jill calls her to apologize jill looking forever tata's on display very thin um she calls to apologize they're of course sitting together kind of kind of and then this is where alex gives me the chills every time she answers the phone she says hi it's jill um and then alex is like <laughs> yeah, should I hand the phone to Simon? I was like, no, like be normal. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I would have called him if I wanted to talk to him. That's <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like, she would have called him if she wanted to talk to him. Yeah. Or and then Simon's like, I gotta go anyways. Can I talk to Simon? Yeah. 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 Um, and I understand both sides of this if you're friends with both of them. But I do think that, like, as housewives with a TV show, yeah, the conversation can be had between to each of them first. And and you should go to your friend first. Absolutely. You know, like I don't understand when people really defer. It's like Angie Harrington defer to their spouse when the relationship is being hurt between you two. Yeah. And of course, that that has to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like they would, the spouse would have to apologize. Like, we'll have those conversations. Right. But this hurt but let you it start too. here. Yeah. Let yes. it start with the friendship. And if you're okay to agree or to forgive me and to forgive this, then he'll apologize to you. If oh, not. 
Right. And then, and then she also said that he was very insulting. So Jill kind of, Jill apologizes, but also just really called to explain herself. She was like, this is what happened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did this, but this is why I did it. I just read that I was impulsive. And to me, that was a real apology. Like, I yeah, it wasn't that. a good one, but it was it's a real one. A, but it wasn't like, I'm sorry this hurt your feelings. Yeah. It did explain why she did it. And to me, she I'd be like, was, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. You, I hurt your feelings. You hurt mine back. Is that mature? Absolutely no. not. Yeah. But it is an explanation rather than, I'm sorry that hurt your feelings. Like, I'm sorry what I said hurt you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, this is why I did it. You know, right. You know, it's immature, but it's honest. Some of yeah. us are always. And sometimes you do feel like that. You know, sometimes. Sometimes you do just want to fucking hit people back when they're like, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Why do you always have to back. be the higher person? Yeah. And especially, there's so many times everyone has always said something that they didn't mean or shouldn't have said, regret saying. Even if you right. actually meant it, you can regret saying it. Because you're mad. Especially yeah. in that position, we have to remember this is the burgeoning time of social media. Yes. I don't even know if there was Instagram yet. I think we were still just in Facebook. We I think Twitter been... was invented. In but not, I, well, Twitter, and this year Twitter will die. So here we are. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we are. We are full circle, bitches. Um, but like, there, this was how you talked. You talked through the media. We yeah. forget the time of tabloids, which was really a time capsule time in which wow. we lived with celebrity. And it was how you communicated. It was the Twitter. It was the Instagram. And mm -hmm. it's just- a It was Cindy Adams. It was Cindy. Cindy Adams is the inventor of Twitter, honestly. Um, and so I'm not defending Jill because I love her and the Van Helsing scare me, but I am defending Jill. If that's what Simon meant, I understand Jill. I yeah. think she should have picked up the phone first and asked, like, like this hurt my feelings, blah, blah, blah. Because, right. honestly, she's assuming that Simon meant it wrong. And so she's like, they should have apologized to me. But if you didn't mean it like that and you don't read it that way, then how are they going to know to apologize to you if you don't say your feelings are hurt? Right. Anyways. And I did think what Alex said was true about Jill having a low self-esteem and that she wants her to write <laughs> on the mirror with lipstick, I'm good enough. <laughs> But I would kill somebody if I'd call Cindy Adams right now <laughs> and I'd fucking assassinate the character out of that bitch. If somebody said I have a low self-esteem on television, I don't care if I do or not. I, you know, my thing with Jill is she's still this person where I just think that that's who Jill is. I don't even know if it's a low self-esteem. I mean, she has those problems that come from Gloria. And I do think that she has this mentality where she constantly wants to be liked. I feel I'm very similar. Like I have, but I, I've gotten over that and she is much older than me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is Cindy Adams could quote that. She is much older. <laughs> she is much older than me. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just think that like, I just don't think she's a malicious person. So like, it's just like, it, what goes in goes out. Like she's not really trying to hurt your feelings, but Maybe I'm bamboozled by her still. Yeah, you're still bamboozled. It's okay. We'll get there. I'm glamored. I'm glamored. I still, I, I, I view, I view both of them wrong and right in the Bethany Jill fight. Um, it's yeah. hard to watch though. It is hard. To watch. Okay, sorry. We're talking about this way too much. Um, it's just well, this such, is all that they talk about the whole. Yes, episode, and it's so. such an interesting scene to watch because it is just great dialogue, and then we go. It kind of goes through everybody. Yeah, so, Ramona. Is talking to Avery about it. <laughs> Ramona, okay. what a flop this episode. There I was know. like nothing going on. 
I, it was unbelievable. I and said Ramona's it, talking to her mom, Avery. Seriously. <laughs> truly. Asking her mom for advice about this. Ramona was salivating reading the art- article. Like, she was so loving and it. that's not she, nice. That's not nice. Um, and then Jill... So, and then Bethany was like, you have diary of the mouth, full Tourette's, which kind of made me uncomfortable. Uh, I was like, I But know. I feel like that was true. And she said, you don't... You have diary of the mouth and full Tourette's because what she was saying is you don't get to the core issue. Yes. Instead of saying, like you said before, well, you you hurt my feelings. She stabs back right. and loses her shit and spirals it. And then you're the one that's wrong. Well, it's very Lisa Barlow. It could be very New York. I'm not sure. I don't want to make that assumption, but it was very her in the room. But it was also very Jill, like when you saw her last season at Luca Luca, when yeah. she was like mad and she's storming off. She's one of those people that vents out loud in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, that can be destructive, but also entertaining. Um, and then Alex on the ends of the phone call with Alex says that she's jealous. And then that's just where the phone call ends. And this has turned into a non-productive conversation. And Bethany says, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, she, she Oh, yes. Her. And then um, she goes, yes, I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. Her lip liner all the way up to her nose. Like, but I'm very Alex, jealous. not to the, you know, I'm not a Van Helsing fan, God. But Alex was saying, you're jealous that we got the press. And I don't, see, this is where it gets complicated. Because I do think that that might have possibly. That was true. Just Do you think that, that in that instant it was true? I think that Jill has that personality. Yeah, Jill wants it all. Just and like I think Bethany says in the future that right. she gets mad when Bethany gets gigs and she's like, why can't you bring me into it? Why can't it be us? You know what's and- just so interesting though to watch this about it? It's hard for me because of the Bethany of it all now. Yeah. Because I feel like we have such a long history with Bethany where then we see in season three, then when Alex can be her tool, she uses Alex against Jill mm-hmm. and then uses her as the person to fight. And like, who does Bethany have loyalty to? Nobody no but one. herself. Herself, her and wallet. It just, it makes me sad because she really is such a great person on these platforms, but she has really turned into this like tyrant. Like well, I, and that's why I've always said that I do not like Bethany. And even hard. in real time. It's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. Hard, and when she when they brought her back the first time. It's just for a check. Yeah. yeah. I would always complain because I would say all these women are real friends and it's so entertaining to watch. And that's what I like seeing. And she doesn't speak to these women until the cameras come up. Well, and everybody knew that she was the princess of Bravo. She was yeah. Amy Cohen's friend. And when she came in. And my problem is, is not only that, it's that Bethany knew. Everybody was walking on eggshells around her constantly. And Bethany did nothing to make anybody more comfortable except for take advantage of the situation. Yep. And it's unfortunate because she is such a star. But to me, she's just become like such a bad person almost. Like she is so wrapped up in this world of wealth that... I, you know, I just, I like to think that I wouldn't be that person, but I, maybe Bethany was that person to start with. It's just, she was, it's just, it's just hard to watch because it, I had such joy watching them as a character and I still do. It's just hard. Cause I feel like, I feel like she used Jill. 
And she I did. think that that's why Jill used feels Carol, her. She used Jill. I know. She, she used, uses people as because she needs allies. But she's she not Ramona. Friends. Yeah, she does use where, Ramona. Yeah, she, when she has surgery and everything. When she called her, her every day and then she turns yeah. on her. There's exactly. just no loyalty. Other than, I do think she talks bad about Sonia. Maybe Sonia's too ditzy. But I do think they have a sweet relationship. But I, that's just because Sonia's too dumb to. Cut she's her no off. kind of threat. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, Jill's house is gorgeous. Is what I had to say. And then, yeah. um, so then we talk about how uh, Bethany had a masseuse. Masseuse canceled, and then she got her a replacement masseuse. Um, and she goes, "I had this weirdo come over and give me a massage." Um, and then Jill, of course, you know, took advantage of those times too. But she used hers to do um, deep, operative uh, insight and get all the gossip she could from this woman. This yep. wasn't a massage; she paid for information. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> fully clothed. She didn't even get a massage. She, she sat in the corner the and just interrogated. Her. Yep. <laughs> She had her hooked up to a, a fucking lie machine. Um, yep. And she was like, I got all the information. So Simon and Alex are renting this house from this woman. Yes. Um, in the Hamptons, in the where Hamptons. they don't go. They just go for work. And they still yeah. believe that, Simon says, allegedly. Um, mm -hmm. Except now he's actually invited to parties instead of him being weird and being in the cold. I, I don't know. They're just weird. They're weird folks. Um, and then so they, are they? They're such strange <laughs> folks. So then um they drive up and then uh little Francois and Johan make me literally want to get a vasectomy and never have children. Oh my god. Uh, because okay, the screaming in a car is like something that I was lot. I was like I just, this is why I'll just have dogs. Like, I'm just not patient enough anymore. I feel like maybe this is why, like, 25-year-olds have kids sometimes. I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't. You like, literally, I, I feel like, have to, like, tune it out. Like, there's a part of you, your soul leaves your body. Yeah. And you just are, you're, you're tapped out. Um, but I loved that the editors, I love a shady editor moment. And mm. I thought that they were more <laughs> new. But I think that they've been brilliant I, all along. I think they were them, they were more subliminal. They were slight. Yes. They were slight shades. Before. Yes, and now they have full on wreaths. Um, <laughs> they are driving past all of these gorgeous Hamptons homes, <laughs> home after home after mansion, beautiful. And and I have to I just interrupt. I'll let you finish the the cityscape in a minute. But also this episode, they showed everybody's estate where they yes. had never really showed it almost by what looked like drone footage, but like it was expensive footage because yes. we, were, we were doing like aerial footage and yeah. I felt like it was for this moment right here. Okay, continue. Absolutely. Yes. Because even Luann's house, that was the first Because I was like, saw. I've never really seen the estate. Like, yes, and she had like a guest house and all of that. I was like, huge, yeah. Huge. And I was like having my full on aspirational dreams moment. I was like, <gasps> Same, yes. same. It was okay. like, whoa, whoa, And I wish whoa. I would have got more of that. I don't think yeah. I would get a lot of that in New York because they're all in apartments. Yeah, um, exactly. They're okay. all very cooped up. But yeah, yeah. So, so we're seeing house after house as the children are screaming and he's <laughs> trying to count like, do you see 33? Do you see 33? And then, ee, 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 33. And then we're it's there. Terrified. It's not only terrifying, it literally looked like the church from the Scarlet Letter. Like oh the God, movie, yes. it looked, and I was like, we're welcome to Hester Prynne this day. <laughs> like it was, it was shocking. And then I thought, was this the house that Bethany bought that was on the side of the highway? <gasps> it's season highway. 10, because it was right up the <laughs> I was like, wait, this is the house that Bethany bought that Ramona insulted. 
Yes, and good for good reason. For good reason. <laughs> Terrifying. Well, yes, and so we get there. Um, I would have liked a little bit better of a tour of the house. If that's all the house is, so were there two bedrooms just, uh, was there one bedroom upstairs and then one bedroom in the attic, in the or attic. were there just two bedrooms upstairs? It was a very confusing layout. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there were this... two twin beds in this entire home. Yes. Or three right. twin beds in the entire home. Two twin beds were in one room with for the boys. And then the one twin bed was in the attic for Alex and Simon, right. where the toilet also was fully exposed. Um I mean, I guess if you were they uh, faking exci feigning excitement or were they really excited? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either because I guess if you have a history of falling down drunk you don't need things like walls or doors to get in the way of you your frequent nighttime urination so <laughs> i'm guessing that just pee in the corner setup. that's what the lady that rents it to you does yeah um, gina. A gina always a gina also hit by matt's keep matt keogh's ball <laughs> absolutely i was um, so confused though there is nothing honestly this is more terrifying than two full-grown people sharing a twin bed. That's not a challenge on the real world, Road Rules Challenge. Like, I'm like, okay, we're humans. Like, I can't... I, and I mean, like, Simon's tall. All, also, like, tall. as a rental, I don't want to be like, you know, I understand that they're unhomed and, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I do understand how bad that says, but like, to rent a place in which as in the Hamptons, you, but and I would even understand if like one of them, but the other beds for the au pair, yeah, that's in the room. The boys are sharing a bed. The other twin beds for the au pair, which we'll see next episode. Um, and then the, and then um, the one twin beds upstairs because they they have to have somebody to watch the kids while they're there to do their work. Are there not hotels in the Hamptons? And I, there are. I have a friend that went to the Hamptons two years ago. And stayed in a hotel. They're very. I think they're much more expensive than what happened oh in this situation. God. Because, like you said, I can't tell. If and I, were... I also don't know about this. The Hamptons are much bigger than people give it credit. Oh yeah, and they're sure. so I don't know if if they're like maybe on top, like what part right. they were in. I, and and I don't know if within this residential area. I don't know if they have a car, man. I don't even fucking know their situation. But to yeah. me, it felt like. You're right. This isn't a vacation. This is work. Like, this is <laughs> terrible. Oh, I hope you're getting paid a lot of money for this. Right. And then we go to Gina, and she explains the estate. She comes in in a, a bright fuchsia tube top dress. She is exactly what you think she is. Um, they... And then I was like, is this place air conditioned? Because I don't think it was air conditioned. No, no that way. was a big one. Um, she described it as a sweet house, a farmhouse with a strangely lavish pool reminiscent of Babylonia. not Babylonia not Babylon Babylonia <laughs> I was like Bologna by the Babylonia pool and <laughs> Oscar Mayer they do go out to I felt pool. like an Oscar Mayer wiener for them <laughs> staying in this same house B-O-L-O-G-N-A um, <laughs> and then we go out to the pool and it I mean it's a really nice pool especially for what we looked at there was a hot I mean but it's it, still really weird like I would have slept the at the pool work. yeah me too I mean, honestly, I just got wasted and slept in that hot tub. There's nothing that could have made me sleep in that home. Nothing. So then we go to Luann's home, which looks huge. Like, it even looked big, way, way bigger than Jill's house. Oh, you just forget giant. how much money she came from. So we go yes. there. And because she... even before we had seen her house, 
and I when she downsizes to the well, White inside House, it doesn't look yeah that, that extravagant. Yeah, yeah, especially because it has the panel, which I know is nice. Like I I know it's not like it's all that cedar because they have those bugs there that eat through the house. That's why. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. But it's it, I don't know. That was just such yes. a great footage, a great shot. It was, and then um, she just got back from Switzerland. Her hair, and she just got out of the shower because her hair's wet. Mm -hmm. um, and then basically, Jill's just coming to tell her the the, the story. And the, my favorite part of this whole scene was when Luann goes, "For me, that's the worst. The worst part of people who think they're better than other people." She said that with um, a serious face. Are you I, okay? <laughs> that's the worst thing. Is there a Macchio file ball out here? When people think that they're better than other people. Luann's what never acted act like that. No, Luann's uh. never. Um, and uh, I, I love that Jill said, I can I can be not nice in an article and on the phone, but in person, I have to be nice. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> relatable, relatable. Um, um, you talk about people behind their back, not to their face. Uh, however, for me... I can very much so if I'm not going to be nice behind your back, be not nice to you. I oh, can be, I'm I, in person. I can be cordial. Mm -mm. I but I'm actually me too. I'm like you're gonna know something's wrong. I'm ice. Yeah, I will take the lime out of my vodka soda and put it in your eye. Like <laughs> no, I just like will not speak to you or acknowledge you and have purpose like purposeful fun away from you that right. you have to notice. Or I'll request a karaoke song that's like <laughs> "Hit That Bitch with a Bottle" by Kaya, and before it, before I it, bust the window. <laughs> the yeah, a little Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, but before they get up there, I get on the mic and I go, "This one's for you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but I do a dra dramatic reenactment, and I snubbed you as I walked away. Um, yes, that's that's us. Um, and then we go to the social life party. That's what this is all about. We go to this party, which is not the one with Devorah. With, I guess that's next season, or that might be this season. Remember Devorah? Isn't yes. she's the leader of Social Life magazine? Yes. Um, who, which I wonder how many times Tensley Mortimer was on the cover of Social Life magazine, because you know it was a lot. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist, which is really... I bet she was at that party, and I want more background Tinsley footage somewhere. I just oh, want to see please, her. Please, someone find Somebody it find it! Oh, my God! <laughs> Somebody record our queen. Um, and then Jill, Jill Zarin is just such a fucking, she just gives me everything. She goes, She's you know, I was at a party here a week ago. It was much better than this. <laughs> it was much better than this. And then breath. she goes, and then she instantly goes right out of this. I don't go to parties like this. And I'm I like, go to wait, you were at a party here a week ago. <laughs> Exactly. And Brad says it's pedestrian. Uh -huh. And then the music stops. The the spotlight goes on Alex. And Jill says, there was a sea of people. <laughs> and then I said, it was Alex. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, uh -oh. So then Bethany takes her. She wraps that maxi dress of a sheet dress around herself. And she grabs Jill's hand and she marches her right up there. Because Bethany is a producer on this show. Mm -hmm. Genius. Um, then they prefer to talk to Brad and Bobby over Bethany and Jill. Yeah. So they're snubbed. So they're like, they're like cold shoulder, cold shoulder. We know when we're not wanted here. And then they just like literally leave. <laughs> they like literally gave them two seconds to warm up. And so what was happening was... Um, I think Alex and Simon probably just got there and they wanted to be more drunk for this. So they yes. had to finish their drinks. 
And then Luann comes over and this woman tries to bring her a drink who I'm pretty sure was just attending the party. She brings her a beer and Luann goes, somebody who thinks, who hates the most in the world, somebody that thinks they're better than everybody else. Oh, darling, I'm a countess. I don't drink beer. What about champagne? And I'm like, I think that that's just a woman attending this party. Like you can't demand her to get you things. (laughs) And Luann is literally the woman who insisted that Bethany introduce her as Mrs. De La Sepp's her driver. To Trevor. Oh. Clever. Clever. Not Trevor. Clever. This is Clever, my driver. Um, and then... Uh, and then... Simon t- kind of takes Jill aside. And this is what... I feel like if this would have just happened, I thought that this was a nice moment. And this is one of the most... I felt like real moments with yeah, the Van Helsing. Yeah, it was very genuine. Yeah. He was like, you know, you're my favorite. And that's why I believe that when he said that, I think he was like, she's from Long Island. She has this big personality. You know, I think he really enjoys that. That what what Long Island made Jill is who Jill is. And I yeah. think he really enjoys Jill. And I don't think that he meant it to be that way. And he was like, you know, you're my favorite. And I also also think that like, he was also like, Jill, you know, we're both in the same game. Like, yeah. we're doing the same thing. Like, this isn't supposed to be that serious. Because it is serious when you call somebody an alcoholic. I mean, um, yeah, that there's implications. He works for a public business. You know, yeah. there are implications to that. But, you know, they have a nice moment. They hug. And they kind of agree to just kind of move on. And then Jill offers to get them shots. She goes, Bobby. And I was like, I would love a mashup of Jill saying Bobby and then And Whitney. Whitney saying Bobby. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I would love a mashup of this. Because she was like, Bobby. Bobby. A Bobby Medley. <laughs> B-O-B-B boy. Uh, God bless Whitney. Love you. Um, and then we go to uh and then we go to Mario. Another scene with Mariana Ramona. Where did you think that Mario was literally over friendly with this? Uh, I, can't, I can't even talk about it. I Mario makes me so uncomfortable watching him now that we know everything. I can see the lies. Yeah, I see. Me the, too. Well, something always made me feel weird about him. Me like, too. That, that scene where she was like rubbing flirting. his chest. There was always something weird going. Yeah, on. agree. But yeah. I thought at least he was loyal to her. Uh huh. I but see but these no, lies he, behind those yeah. Mario. Mm-hmm. So he, there's this young, vivacious. You uh, can't hide uh, your lying eyes. That he couldn't. He couldn't. Right I could see it going on. And there's this young, vivacious, like curly haired, like she was a beautiful, I guess, hostess. She might have been a waitress too. But she greets them. Mario gives her a very tight embrace with a kiss, um, which Ramona does not. Because I was like, well, maybe they really know each other. Yeah. Well, well, not no. really. So then this scene I remember for forever. Uh, Cause I was like, she looks familiar. And then she comes to bring over Ramona. Were those both drinks for Ramona? I was still trying to understand. She ordered like a Cosmo and a Cosmo. And she goes, it's just like a big cup. It'll get you fucked up. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> she says. and I was like, was that a Cosmo with a Cosmo back? Like, I mm-hmm. was, like was she getting both of those? Yeah. Um, and so, as somebody that served tables for 10 years, I don't care where you work. I've worked at many places where they require you to carry a tray every drink. If I have two fucking martini glasses and I have the opportunity, I'm jetting off and carrying them without a tray. It doesn't make sense. It's hard to balance. It's one of those things where it's hard. But this girl is like moving them crazy around the tray. And nobody, this is just like anal server me. 
And I was like, of course she's going to fucking spill a drink. I don't even know what she thought she was doing. Yeah. And then I was like, is she fucking Mario? And she meant to spill this drink on Ramona? Yes. Because that's what it felt like to me. It felt like I'm going to spill this drink on you because she spills the drink right on her lap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gasped. And I have to say, Ramona was a great sport about it. She was nice. And she didn't even make, like, for me sometimes when things initially happen like that, I know that, like, my face can always be like, <gasps> like, yeah. she didn't, she smiled right away. She didn't have a problem. And then she was flirting with Mario. And that's pretty much all that really happened in that scene. It was pretty boring. Yeah. And then we go to Lou and Kelly riding in on her high horse. Enter crazy Kelly. And she, I mean, we're triggered. I mean, it is almost as bad as when Russell walks in the room. <laughs> I don't know, something, oh something oh about Kelly fucking takes the fucking breath out of the room for me. And I, I think that she's just so unhinged that I'm kind of always just holding my breath around her. Yeah, she's unpredictable. Like so unpredictable yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there, it's pretty a benign conversation. She explains, and of course, for me, I knew who Jill Ben Simone was. Didn't know Kelly yeah. Florin, but we were introduced via, you know, uh, top model. Jill Ben Simone had also kind of made Tyra pretty famous. Um, mm-hmm. She did it by herself, but Jill Ben Simone was always like, "You're going to get a picture by Jill Ben Simone, who was much older yes, than Kelly, much, much older." Um, and, and Kelly makes a huge deal because Lou wants to have a champagne because she says it's cocktail hour, and Kelly's like. What? It's in the afternoon? We can't speak in the afternoon. So she gets like a cappuccino. Yeah. And I, you know, I understand maybe if you're meeting somebody for the first time and it's 9 a.m., but also like Bloody Mary's mimosas. Yeah. We can drink it. There's always something. Hey, hey Kelly, it, we're adults. We can drink whatever the fuck we want. Um, <laughs> and so then she kind of, they're kind of getting to know each other. Apparently, Kelly Ben Simone didn't really know anybody, but they wanted to hire her. And yeah. her in was Luann, I guess. Because Luann was also a model, but even she. A model and rode horses. I think a the catalog. Yeah, yes. that's where they met. Yes. Horsing around. And she was like, oh, just been riding and reading. And, and then Luann's like, oh, you wrote that book about a bikini I'm like how many pages is this book is it mostly pictures one uh, one page just it's it says bikini it's actually a, a flyer <laughs> she wrote a book about a bikini um and kelly just seems very uncomfortable in this moment yeah. um she was married for eight years blah, blah 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 she talks to him all the time blah 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 that's all really we get from that and, and then she invites her to jill's charity event. and kelly has a christian dior beauty party at the same time Right. She's always very busy. And then we get an introduction into Kelly, which we all know. She's basically got two kids, C and Teddy, blah, 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 Jill Benson. Not a very exciting scene. Hi, Russell Simmons. And she's exposed to many, 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 many men. She was the other woman with Russell Simmons when uh, K- Katie yes. Rost was in there having uh, a, a, a blogosphere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we go to... Bethany and Jill, and you can tell this is when Bethany didn't have any power. But if Bethany would have been the woman she was season eight, Kelly Ben Simone would have never been on this show because you yep. can visibly see in Bethany's body her disdain for Kelly yep. Ben Simone. She doesn't only know Kelly Ben Simone, I, I she hates her. She hates her. Like, hate, hate, hate. It is Janicean and Regina George level. Like oh. there is, you could see Bethany almost clenching her jaw. And While like, she's have, trying to be breezy. Yeah, she's, she's in a like, fabulosity crowd. Yes. She was like, if there's anybody that's true. Kelly Ben Simone was who Bethany wanted to be. 
Yeah. Basically. And then Bethany got to that level. So now she can be mean to everybody. But Beth, Jell, Kelly really was. And I think what it was, was Bethany didn't want to marry for that. And Bethany has a disdain for people that get that kind of fame from mm-hmm. people that marry into it. She wanted to be known as somebody that earned it. Who knows? Weird. There's a weird already tension. She was like, um, and, and Bethany was like, she's fine. She's fine when she's talking to Joe. Yeah. Um, and then we go to this. And oh, go ahead. mind you, they're in the pool. Right. Discussing Kelly Ben Simone while they still have 300 gift bags to sell. Yes, because there are other, and there, she's like, I really don't stress until this last day. Um, and Luann's supposed to drop off her kids to help stuff them. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and so that, so we're doing this, it's for uh, the children in Kenya. And what's shocking is, is only, it's so reminiscent because the season starts and stops with a Jill Zarin charity event in which there's some issue with signage with Bethany's bar. Like Mm -hmm. it is, I was like, which wait, wait. Cause I, the end of the season is very dramatic with Jill and Bethany about this, but Bethany looks great in this pink dress. They show up, Ramona meets Kelly and then Ramona and Kelly are kind of the same person. They fucking dash out of there. Yeah. They leave the event and Luann never dropped off her kids to help fill the the gift bags so they, so they don't make enough and which is sad because we had stuff to give jill says what and where'd it go exactly and you know people donated that stuff right for that reason and you're just going to hoard it at your house and how much stuff is it can you not just put it all on the table and make a stuff your own gift bag section it's on your way like out? A, a flimsy excuse to me to be honest Ugh, as flimsy as those Zarin fabric bags and what was i mean not to throw Allie under the bus because she's doing a lot not this isn't personality but what was Allie doing <laughs> like, what was jill and bethany do they were in the pool you couldn't have talked about beth uh, about kelly while you're stuffing bags and in the pool, just bring all that stuff to yeah, the pool and do it on the side. My God. Yeah, no, I agree. And for me, this is kind of a benign kind of ending. It started off really good. Then we kind of get to the charity event. Alex and Bethany. Kind of, so we had Ramona and Kelly have a moment. Ramona does the Ramona. She's got a date. She's dashing out. She doesn't really have a date, but she's got things to do. She got better people to hang out with that don't want to be on camera. Thankfully, um, Bethany made Jill take off some accessories because she looked insane. And Brad is truly trying to make her put on too much. Brad yeah. is pushing her too far. And then Bethany's signage does look terrible. And she kind of has a little conversation with Alex about it. Um I was confused about who drew the original, how, why her butt gets so big and not her waist when you blow <laughs> yeah. it up. I was like, is this clip art? Like, is Clippy doing this for you? Like, <laughs> I, is this Windows 98? Like, I'm confused about what's going on. Um, but Bethany was, you could even see it here. I mean, we saw it last season when she was, she went straight in for, um, you know, socializing, trying to get her brand out there. She was like, oh, you're drinking wine. Why don't you want to drink? Oh, look at you. You're having two skinny girl margarita. How are you? What's your name? She is always working in a social event, which, you know, that's why she has no friends. (laughs) A lot of money and no friends. And that's why we have a lot of friends and no money. (laughs) Exactly. We don't even have a lot of friends. We just have very deep friendships. Right. Um, I do have a lot of vodka. So there we go. I so we win, Bethany. So we win. And I don't like Skinny Girl. But oh, I, I, it's really terrible. It's really it's awful. But, but, you know, Bethany, if you'd like to come on this pod, I'd love to have an interview with you. I'd love for you to hang up on me halfway through. Uh, <laughs> so let's get down to it. What was your saying center? 
My saint was um, taking off Jill's accessories. Okay. And my sinner was those damn unstuffed gift bags. Mm. My saint was Cindy Adams because she gave us the fodder for all this. Amen. Uh, and then my sinner was that attic bedroom. It really was. It was um, chilling to me. I mean, nothing's... I literally blocked it out. I couldn't even make them my sinner because I had to go to mm. therapy. <laughs> Sorry, I was in therapy right now. <laughs> I, I visit Tori Spelling's therapy from I, Tori, or my story, or whatever. <laughs> it, uh, inflammatory. Oh, that's what her next story should be. <laughs> Tori Spelling, are you listening? Inflammatory. Darn story. Tori Spelling, where she pisses people off. Um, oh my God. Uh, our gift to you. <laughs> uh, we did fill our gift bags full of inflammatory. Um, let's get ready. So thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Episode two. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're not taking the week off, um, but we love you. Yeah, we'll we love you. Follow us on Instagram at housewivesheretics underscore. She loves you. She loves you. <laughs> happy birthday, Chris. Happy, uh, yes, happy birthday to Chris Jenner. It, um, it's all their birthdays right now. Yeah, I do love, I would love to have a Chris Jenner themed birthday. That we? was, oh, we should. We should. That is. for your birthday. That, oh, Yeah. I'm wondering if I, I, my hair's pretty long right now. If I let it keep grow out, I could probably have a Chris Jenner by then. Oh, you definitely could. Oh, okay. We are going to workshop this. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm going to get a clip in bang to go into my own bangs. I'm yes. going to clip it on top of my own bangs. Uh, Perfect. Okay. Uh, amen, bitches. Stay blessed, y'all. Thank you all for filling the pews and joining in our irreverence. Join us every week for our sermons by rating, subscribing, and submitting prayer requests at everywhere you listen to podcasts. Although we praise our dear daddy Andy and heavenly home of Bravo, Housewife Heretics is not in propriety of Bravo, Evolution Media, or any subsidiary of the Housewives. These are strictly our opinions, and they are jokes like funny, haha. For direct celestial connection, you can send your confessions to housewivesheretics at gmail.com and check our season playlist, weekly drink specials, and our lives at our Instagram. So we'll see you there. Amen, Amen bitches. bitches.